The Patuxent General, Episode 1, a Something for Posterity production. Greetings from Patuxent Village, Rhode Island. Welcome in. You are right on time to catch local hints, tips, recipes, and general wackiness. All things Patuxent-ish. I am your guide, Jess. I've lived and worked here most of my life. So sit back and let's chat for a bit, Patuxent General style. If you'd like to reach out with questions or have an amusing Patuxent Village story, please send us an email to jess at patuxentgeneral.com. We may read them on the air, especially ghost stories. We love local ghost stories. From time to time, we'll be having guests who share their own tales or to give juicy insider info that you're looking for. In our first episode, I'd like to start with a very small poem. So, here we are wet. The rain is outside, falling. Fife plays near me. This week has been very blustery in our little burg. The Patuxent River roars down into the cove. The power of it can catch your breath on the bridge. I'd like to share a recipe with you, one of my most popular vegan soups. I know, right? A meat eater like me starting out with a vegan soup? Check out how this came about. This is a soup I call Roots and Shoots. Years ago, while working as a chef at Little Falls Bakery and Cafe, owned by the St. Germain Donnelly family, I was pressed to come up with bi-daily soups, one meat and one vegetable. One weekend, I was brainstorming over new ideas while watching PBS cook shows on a Sunday morning. I was watching the new Scandinavian cooking, was intrigued by their use of dill and fennel in a soup. I got to thinking, the best flavor to add to a delicate soup is celery. So how about celery add? Right now I've got something, so uh, how about add an onion, garlic, and a sweet carrot veggie broth? That is some wild pairing. So I went into work the next week, armed with a celery act, a fennel, some dill, and a plan. First I cut up the carrot and let them simmer with a covering of water. Then I gently sautéed the onion, garlic, and fennel in a deep pan while I peeled and cubed the celeriac. Now at home, I would use a cup of white wine, vodka, or aquavit to deglaze a bit and then pour the carrot stock in over the celeriac. Simmer until the celeriac is tender and then add an entire bunch of dill chopped finely. Turn off your pot and serve with fennel fronds on top to decorate. This is so flavorful, so bright, that it can be served as a vehicle for poaching fish, quahogs, or as a bright little starter. I have always gotten rave reviews. This week's special drink is a Rhode Island martini. It's a vodka martini made with rhodinium vodka. I keep a mixer with ice in the freezer so that chilling the vodka is quick. Then break open one whole pepperoncini and let the juice and seeds fall into the vodka-filled mixer. Put an opened pepperoncini onto a chilled glass... Swish gently, careful not to bruise the booze, and pour into the glass. And this, of course, is to be served with pizza strips, fried calamari, or quahogs on the half shell. Heya, I'd like to talk to you today about my friends over at Electromagnetic Pinball Museum and Restoration. Now, these guys have been around Patuxent Village for a long time. And now they've moved to Pawtucket and have expanded, and it's just the most incredible thing you would ever see. So what they are are a pinball museum. So they've got machines from 1958 right up until the current 2021 machines. I mean, I went there, and they actually had 
a ski ball. I mean, like five ski ball machines. It's incredible. Um, every pinball machine that you can think of, they've got it, uh, including Star Trek machines, the Adams Family machine. And we will be going there at some point soon. And so we can talk all about it. But I wanted you to know exactly what they have going on. Open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., seven days a week. And $10 can have you play all day, all machines. They've got over 70 machines, okay? Not to mention a huge collectible gift shop. Table games, action figures, holiday gift ideas. Everything that you'd want for your game-playing family member. They are expanding into restoration, so if you have pinball games and you'd like to have them restored, you should give them a call and they can really help you out. You can find directions online. They're on Main Street in Pawtucket. Try it. You won't be sorry. So, to start the ghost story section off with a bang, I thought I would start with one of my own. As most of you know, I grew up in this neighborhood and in a house that was quite haunted at the time. The 80s were an exciting time in Patuxet Village, and my street was no different. Large Victorians all looming on the side of the road like teeth ready to clamp on you as you drove. It was a fast road. Its width gave the illusion of safety, but that couldn't have been further from the truth. Many, many times I would hear the screech and smash of tires and glass outside our house. It got so I would just wince and wait for it. I suppose the crossroads encouraged danger, or lost souls, perhaps. My family moved into this house when I started kindergarten. We were all excited to move into a big house from an apartment. My sister and I would share a bedroom on the second floor off the kitchen. We were thrilled. So much space, and our parents got it cheap. We brought running and singing and loud music back into the place. At that time, our parents rented out the first floor and had a few close family friends living on the third floor. Because of the new setup, Dad had moved the door on the second floor kitchen to block the stairs instead. Deadbolts were placed on the first floor doors and the second floor stairwell so that no one could walk past the second floor without a key. My mother liked having heavy Christmas bells on our side of the second floor door so that she could hear people come in if she was on the other side of the house. My bedroom with my sister was on a diagonal across the kitchen from the back door, but being on the stair, I could not see it from my vantage. My first memory that something might be strange happened while my friends, Jay and B, were living upstairs, and we had all been running in and out of the house intermittently, playing red light, green light with their father's VW bug outside. Every time we ran up, we would hear the bells slam against the door very hard when we came in or out. We went in and out many times throughout the day, so when I hear three very loud knocks while I was coming into the kitchen but no bells, I yell out of pre-teen bravado, Jay, how did you get the bells to be quiet? We'll get in trouble if you break the door. As I flung open the door to see, nothing. Hear nothing. No little kid feet running down the stairs. No Jay making a face at me, pulling a trick. Most of all, I just wanted my reality back, so I pushed it out of my mind. Until later that night, Jay and B were off with their parents. My parents were reading after dinner in their room, but the door opened to the living room where my sister and I were laying on our stomachs, watching TV, sharing popcorn. 
when all of a sudden we hear three loud knocks. On the second floor back door, my sister and I looked at each other in disbelief. This is not possible. The downstairs people were away. Our upstairs friends hadn't come home yet. The house was locked up. Dad had checked it, as always, before settling down to read. We got up and went into the kitchen and said, Come in. No sound. And then three loud knocks that shook the kitchen. At this point, my sister and I didn't know what to do. It took what seemed an eternity for us to loosen our feet from that spot. And then the spell broke, and we started to scream and run. And we ran back to our parents, and we told them, There's something at the door. There's something at the door. You have to help us. There's something at the door. My parents went out there. They opened the door. Nothing was there. This happened many, many times while I lived at that house. My father told me, Never say come in. Always ask, Who is it? That always made me laugh when I was little, but as an adult, it chills me. This is only the first installment of The House on the Corner. Many, many things happen there. Thank you so much for joining me. Please join us next time at the Patuxent General. And we'll talk again soon. Pre-recorded in Patuxent.